This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and lucky shamrock. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On this day in 461, the patron saint of Ireland, St. Patrick, died. Now we celebrate St. Patrick's Day to honor his legacy, but the history of the holiday is more complex and strange than you'd expect. So let's go back and learn about how the Apostle of Ireland came to be celebrated across the world. We're going to start off this episode with a bang. St. Patrick wasn't even Irish. I know, I know, it's shocking, but let me explain. St. Patrick was born in the year 385 in Britain, which was then part of the Roman Empire. Growing up, Patrick wasn't religious, though his father and grandfather held positions of power in the Christian church. When St. Patrick was 16, he was kidnapped by Irish pirates and brought to Ireland, where he was imprisoned. During that time, he turned to Christianity. He wrote in his book, The Confession of St. Patrick, that by the sixth year of his captivity, he heard a voice that told him a ship was ready to take him home. So he escaped, found a boat 200 miles away, and returned to Britain. He continued to study Christianity back home in Britain, and again, as the legend goes, he had a vision that compelled him to act. He sailed back to Ireland, where he was formerly enslaved and acted as a Christian missionary, spreading the religion through the country. In his writings, he said he baptized thousands of people. Now, St. Patrick is remembered as being the person who brought Christianity to Ireland. Since the 9th or 10th century, people in Ireland celebrated St. Patrick's Day on March 17th with a big feast. This holiday falls during Lent, a quiet period for reflection in the Christian calendar. Traditionally, the most religious observers would refrain from eating meat during Lent, but on St. Patrick's Day, certain restrictions were lifted, which made the day especially joyful and celebratory. As Europeans began to colonize North America, they brought their traditions with them. So, the first St. Patrick's Day parade on record actually didn't take place in Ireland. The parade was held in 1601 in what is now St. Augustine, Florida. Then, in 1737, the Charitable Irish Society of Boston organized a celebration. Some people attended a special religious service, while others simply celebrated their Irish heritage. During the Revolutionary War, Irish soldiers and the English military marched through New York City on March 17, 1772 to honor the patron saint. From then on, St. Patrick's Day celebrations became a staple in Irish-American life. Then, by 1845, Ireland suffered a great potato famine. A disease ruined a large portion of the country's crop. Over a million people died due to starvation and related illnesses. Another million people fled Ireland for the United States. Between death and immigration, Ireland lost about 20% of its overall population to the famine, making a dark moment in its history. 
But this influx of new Irish immigrants meant that Irish traditions became even more present in American culture. However, the challenges didn't end there. Irish Catholics faced prejudice from American Protestants due to their unfamiliar religion and heritage. So when it came time to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, the media portrayed the Irish as rowdy drunks. This is, unfortunately, a common example of how xenophobic prejudice can create harmful cultural stereotypes. But the Irish fought back, realizing that their unity was powerful. They became known as the Green Machine, a demographic of voters that could be targeted for support. So by 1948, President Harry S. Truman attended the New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade, marking a turning point for Irish Americans. So that's how St. Patrick's Day came to be. But why all the green? Why the shamrocks? Why the leprechaun? As centuries passed after St. Patrick's death, the legend of his life grew. One myth circulated that St. Patrick used the three-leaf clover to explain the relationship between the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So to celebrate the holiday, people pinned clovers to their lapels, and it became a symbol for the celebration. As for the leprechauns, we have Irish folklore to thank. Now, especially in the U.S., St. Patrick's Day is somewhat of a catch-all holiday for celebrating Irish heritage. And in folktales, leprechauns like to pinch people, but they can't see you if you're wearing green. So eventually, people started wearing head-to-toe green outfits for the fun of it. Now, individual cities around the world have their own St. Patrick's Day traditions. In Chicago, the city pours 40 pounds of green dye into the Chicago River, a celebration that began in 1962. But in Ireland, the celebration of St. Patrick's Day has always been lodged in religion, up until the 1970s. Many Irish pubs would be closed for the holiday. In recent years, though, the Irish government has pivoted to presenting the holiday as a more expansive celebration of Irish culture, driving tourism to the island nation. Here's one last fun fact about St. Patrick. Some myths say that he banished all the snakes from the land, but here's a mind-blowing fact about Ireland. There's actually only one known land reptile indigenous to the island, and it's a lizard. Naturalists have no evidence of snakes ever existing natively to Ireland for the last tens of thousands of years, so Ireland might not have snakes, but the country does have a lot of holiday spirit. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now let's talk about music. On this day in 2014, Sia released the single Chandelier from her sixth record, 1000 Forms of Fear, later releasing a music video for the single starring Maddie Ziegler, who was just 11 years old at the time. Recently, Sia's been under fire for a movie that she made called Music, which took a very ableist lens about what it's like for a person who has autism, also even featuring Maddie Ziegler in blackface. There is no doubt that Sia has had a really huge impact on the music industry, but it's even more important to recognize when an influential person has negative contributions to a larger discussion about prejudice, discrimination, and correct representation. 
As consumers of content, it's important that we stay critical of the media that we consume on a day-to-day basis. And to also know that people with power aren't exempt from making huge mistakes. Sia's film music does extreme harm to people with autism and to people of color. And hopefully we can take it as an example for what not to do and hold people to a higher standard of accountability, accuracy, and compassion when trying to make media that can reflect the experiences of different people. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to go back into my own photo archives and see what I was up to on a March 17th in my life. March 17th, 2019, I took a selfie of myself without makeup. Somebody told me that I looked really disgusting without wearing makeup, and I hate when people do that because I have lived a lot of my life feeling really ugly, not feeling like I was pretty, um, trying to come to terms with the fact that I look different from a lot of people as a mixed race kid growing up um, and not seeing myself reflected in any forms of media and my racial identity. Um, And using makeup as a way to to cover up a lot of the things that I was insecure about, trying to make myself look more Caucasian, trying to make myself look more classically pretty and pale. And I think in 2019 was when I really started being able to love myself just because I was who I was and not trying to force myself to be something other than me. Self-love is something that takes us a really long time to do. I think it's actually probably a journey that we follow for the rest of our lives in terms of trying to accept ourselves for who we are and appreciating the all, every aspect of who we are as well. Um, and 2019, I think, was when I started doing that. And even now in 2021, I think I'm still learning lessons. Like the other day, I was reading a comic, actually, that had this little piece of information that I thought was really wonderful. And it was saying that, you know, somebody's own dislike for a food that you really love doesn't make you love it any less. So think about it in terms of that for yourself. Somebody not liking you doesn't mean that you have to love yourself less either. And um, me taking photos of myself without makeup and having a selfie where I thought I looked beautiful is so important because at the end of the day, my own opinion matters far more than anybody else's. Thank you for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from yesteryear. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.